0: Welcome to Bed Crime Stories podcast. I'm your host, T. Hi to everybody. I hope you're all doing well. It's Friday. So today I want to talk about all the things that are going on in the Delphi case, and I'm going to break it all down for you. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or depending upon where you are in the world, a cocktail. It's Friday. Do me a favor, hit that like button. Now let's get started. The arrest of 50-year-old Richard Allen, who is facing charges for the 2017 deaths of Libby German and Abby Williams, continues to create shockwaves in the small town of Delphi, Indiana, and beyond. You may recall that 14-year-old Libby and 13-year-old Abby were dropped off at the Delphi Historic Trails for a hike at one thirty p.m. on the afternoon of Monday, February 13th, a day they had off from school, and they never returned to their pickup point from where Libby's father, Derek, was scheduled to collect them at around 3.30 p.m. After hundreds of searchers turned up to look for the teens. On February thirteenth and into February 14th, Teens were found deceased by a volunteer searcher on Valentine's Day, around twelve forty five PM, in what has been described as a staged crime scene. The perpetrator, who came to be known as Bridge Guy, is said to have moved the girls and posed them in some fashion It's unclear if the perpetrator took Libby and Abby to maybe a hunting cabin or some other structure where he committed the crime and then moved them to the gully across Deer Creek where they were found, or if he somehow pulled off the crime outdoors in that hidden away gully where they were later found. This gully was a half a mile from the end of the bridge and across Deer Creek. Note that on February fifteenth, a day after the girls were discovered deceased, investigators found girls' undergarments under the bridge. We also know that the perpetrator took not one, but actually two items of clothing from one of the girls' Also found on February 15th of 2017 was a cigarette butt floating in the water. It was described as being less than two to three days old. Now, there were a lot of searchers out in the area prior to Libby and Abby being found, like hundreds of searchers, so that cigarette butt could belong to one of those searchers. But we also know that Richard Allen is a smoker, so it's possible Allen tossed that cigarette butt into Deer Creek, and maybe, just maybe, it had his DNA on it. Remember, Allen was never arrested prior to this case. His record only shows traffic violations, two for speeding, one of those was in 2005, And one was in 2013. The other ticket was issued in 2003, and it was for driving without a seatbelt. Alan paid the fines, and that was it. So, if DNA was able to be retrieved off the girl's undergarments and that cigarette butt back in 2017, Alan's DNA would not have been in the CODIS system, and there would not have been a match. Note that Fox 59 News is reporting that sources with firsthand knowledge of the Delphi investigation told them that Richard Allen actually came forward as a witness in the earlier stages of the investigation. There's sometimes show up to help with the searches for their victims that's what Lacey Peterson's husband did. Sounds like Alan tried to get ahead of the game in some manner. There are no further details about what exactly that was. With Alan arrested for allegedly committing the crime, we all finally have a name and a face for the monster known as Bridge Guy. But I say allegedly because Alan is an American citizen and he's innocent until proven guilty. That's an important detail that's getting lost in translation. But we also know that the authorities arresting Allen came after a 12-hour search by non-uniform officers at the house Allen shares with his wife Kathy. The search went well into the night, ending around midnight, one neighbor is quoted as saying they were definitely snooping around a lot at the fire pit and the backyard, End quote. This same neighbor described lots of flashlights, lots of pictures, lots of sifting. According to an article in the New York Post, the neighbors couldn't make sense of why the fire pit was being examined at the time, saying, we never really see them burn things, end quote. The people of Delphi and those of us who've kept an eye on this horrific case over the past five and a half years have been praying that the perpetrator would be caught, and a lot of anger and rage have been simmering in the Delphi and true crime communities over that period. It would appear that Allen's arrest Has led to an explosion of those emotions. Seeing the face and the name of the person alleged to be Bridge Guy after all those years has been a wild emotional ride, especially for the citizens of Delphi, some of whom interacted with Richard Allen. Allen working at CVS as a shift supervisor, a manager, and later as a pharmacy technician starting in 2017, and him being a regular along with his wife Kathy at JC's Bar and Grill in downtown Delphi meant Alan knew quite a few locals, some on a superficial level, some on a slightly deeper level. I say a slightly deeper level because I don't think anyone in Delphi really knew Richard Allen. Mike Patty, Libby German's grandfather, has said he didn't know Allen, but has probably seen him since Delphi is a small town. One neighbor of the Allens, who apparently shopped at the CVS where he worked, described him as a thorough pharmacy technician who went above and beyond at his job. This lady said, and I quote, I swear to you, he seemed like a great person. I don't think you'll find anyone who'll say something mean about him. End quote. The owner of J.C.'s Bar and Grill and the other regulars called Richard Allen Rick, and they spent three to four nights a week shooting the she and pool with him and his wife Kathy. By the way, Richard and Kathy, who married one another when they were both just 19 years old, have a married 28-year-old daughter. Some people are saying they have a second child, but I haven't been able to find any evidence of that. And Kathy works not as a veterinarian, as I previously stated, but rather she assists a veterinarian. I wanted to make sure I cleared that up. They moved to Delphi, Indiana in December of 2006, and that's when they bought the home on Whiteman Drive that they currently live in. And again, that house is just two miles from the old Monon High Bridge, where Bridge Guy cornered Libby and Abby. Note that Richard Allen has lived in Indiana his entire life, and has lived in several towns prior to moving to Delphi. These towns include Mexico, Indiana, Greenwood, Indiana, and Peru, Indiana. His former address there in Peru was on 2nd Street. Note that 28-year-old Kagan Klein, he's that pasty-faced guy who's into child pee And is currently facing 30 child pee-related charges in, in, in Indiana? Also lived in Peru, Indiana. When I Googled why do I have trouble saying that word? When I Googled directions from Kagan's house in Peru to where Richard Allen lived in Peru, it showed that these two men lived just three miles apart by car. Kagan has lived at that address in Peru from 2013 until now. The report I checked doesn't list the dates when Richard Allen lived in Peru. It does make one wonder if somehow Kagan and Richard's paths crossed at some point in Peru. Did they maybe meet after both joining some dark web website devoted to child P.? No one from Delphi, at least so far, has said that they suspected Allen of being bridge guy. Most have expressed utter shock over his arrest. The only things that hint at Richard Allen maybe being troubled are a domestic incident that occurred at Allen's home on June 18th of 2015. According to records obtained by Fox 49 News, Officers with the Carroll County Sheriff's Office were sent at around 3.30 a.m. to the Allens' home. Richard was allegedly drunk, and his wife, Kathy, later took him to a hospital for a medical evaluation. According to Sheriff Tobe Lesenby, the responding deputy's role during the incident was to keep the peace. Allen was not arrested. There's also an alleged incident at a bar where Alan is said to have threatened to harm his wife, Kathy. The first incident is fact. The second is just hearsay. Delphi is just 3,000 citizens large. It's part of Carroll County. In fact, the Carroll County Courthouse is on Main Street in Delphi. Two judges work in that courthouse— Judge Benjamin Diner, and Judge Troy Hawkins. There are also two prosecutors with offices there, Nick McLelland and Shane Evans. It sounds like these judges and prosecutors have been getting slammed with requests to see the affidavit for probable cause to arrest Richard Allen and other case-related documents. These documents fall under the Federal Freedom of Information Act, which is often referred to as FOIA. Normally, police records are considered public records, and thus they must be made accessible to the public. So everyone from an average Joe to a news channel to a YouTube creator can submit a FOIA request to gain access to these records. From what I'm hearing, it's highly unusual for affidavits for probable cause to arrest someone to be sealed and locked down. Now, these documents have been temporarily sealed in this case at the request of the prosecutor, and there will be an upcoming public hearing to decide if the documents should be unsealed. Yesterday, Judge Diner suddenly recused himself from Richard Allen's case. This means that Judge Diner decided that he wants no part in deciding Richard Allen's case and his fate. Superior Court Judge Fran Gull was immediately appointed as a special judge in the case, so Judge Gull will be the one overseeing Richard Allen's trial. Note that a judge can recuse himself or herself from a case without having to explain why, but Judge Diner did express reasons for his recusal. According to WTHR in Indianapolis, Diner says he's been concerned for his family's safety since sealing the court documents in the case at the request of the prosecutor. The judge wrote and a quote, While this officer is responsible for the entirety of the circuit court docket, it attempts to ignore the maelstrom of interest from the public. It is known that YouTube already hosts content regarding family members of this judicial officer, including photos, the public's bloodlust for information before it exists, Is extremely dangerous. All public servants administering this action do not feel safe and are not protected. So Judge Diner was doxxed, and I think he may also be overwhelmed from all the people and entities wanting to get their hands on any and all public records related to Allen's arrest and the case. I get the feeling the people working in that small-town courthouse on Main Street are not used to dealing with a case with this type of worldwide attention. Diner is also the judge who approved a request from Carroll County Sheriff Tobe Lesenby to transfer Richard Allen from the White County Jail to the Indiana Department of Corrections. Diner explained the move, writing, and I quote, The court finds that Allen is in imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death, or represents a substantial threat to the safety of others, end quote. So Judge Diner was saying that Allen is in danger of possibly getting hurt or worse by other prisoners, and he could also be a threat to others. And apparently when Allen was charged with Libby and Abby's deaths on Friday, October 28th, in a private court hearing, he was wearing protective clothing. The authorities aren't taking any chances with their prized pig. They say prisoners who are in the slammer for harming little kids are at the lowest rung of the prison class system. And we know some big-time offenders, like Jeffrey Dahmer, have died while incarcerated as a result of prison justice. But some people who've been in the slammer tell me that Alan should be safe in prison because he will be kept in a separate area where he will be isolated from other prisoners. I personally want the authorities to keep Allen safe so that he will be forced to face Libby and Abby's families in court, and if he is found to be bridge guy and the perpetrator, have his fake mask of Mr. Nice Guy removed to reveal the real Mr. Richard M. Allen. My hope now is that everyone simmers down a bit, Let's allow the judges and prosecutors in Carroll County the time they need to get their documents in order. Nothing is worth jeopardizing Libby and Abby's chances of getting some justice, and the German and Williams families deserve to feel some degree of peace right now, knowing that someone has finally been charged with the crime. They don't need any additional stress worrying about the investigation being jeopardized in any way. And remember, Alan is innocent until proven guilty. Calm the F down, everybody. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Now do me a favor, please hit that like button, please subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, and I hope you all have a lovely and safe weekend.